0: Always give permission. We always yield ourselves to what the Holy Spirit may want to do in a moment. And you know, we quoted Hebrews 13:5. It said, He would never leave us nor forsake us. And I go and I look at where they quoted where Paul quoted that verse was actually out of Deuteronomy chapter 31, when Joshua, the transfer of power from Moses, the mantle of leadership from Moses to Joshua, the transfer from one generation to the next, the transfer from one moment to the next, and I feel that we all have been in transition. We all have been experiencing what it is that God is doing in this place, in this moment for us. But that moment, that place, that season is for a purpose, it's for an assignment. And that assignment is for first and foremost people. It's to be that expression of love for people. It's to be that expression for the prisoners that never, that society has thrown and cast by the wayside and said they're worthless. it's for them it's for the people that feel like their life is over they've committed some horrendous sin and now their life is over and god can never use you because of the because they god can never use them because of the things that they did and this transfer this great exchange that god has orchestrated for us for this season it's for a purpose. I'm trying to get you to see that it's not just for our excitement, it's for our assignment. Excitement is great. I, I like excitement. I like to be excited and joyous, but I the thing that I ha- that I that I get frustrated at the most, the thing that I hate the most is when I get excited and there's nothing to do. Don't juice me all up and get me powered up and then I don't have anything to do, I don't have any way to release it. God has built in us an excitement, a Holy Ghost fire that is shut up in our bones that if we don't get the word out, if we don't do something if we don't be that expression we feel like we're going to die maybe you don't feel that way well then stick your hands up and receive the rain Because what God has deposited inside of us can never be taken away from us. What He did on that cross for you and me can never be taken away. No religious devil, not even hell, can take it away from us. And so all this that we feel, this, can I shepherd you through this moment for a second, this tug of war that we feel between what we used to know and what we don't yet know. There's there's a tug of war. What does the future look like? What will it be? What will we be called? How will we go into the city? Which is what the Lord has burdened on us to do. How will we do it? You don't have to have faith enough to finish the journey you only have to have faith to start the journey God is asking he's calling he's beckoning us and I can't help but be that expression to you that we stand at the doorway of opportunity and if we don't step through it we miss our opportunity there are kairos moments in our life where we stand at the doorway And He's asking us to do something and this is one of those moments. This is one of those seasons. And religion and life has got us weighed down so heavily that we cannot see the forest for the trees. See, faith doesn't deny the existence of a challenge. It simply recognizes the authority that it has over that challenge. Faith simply sees through that which the enemy has labeled. There's no way out. Faith sees a way out. Faith always sees a way out. Even when there seems to be no way, you say, but God, you will provide a way. Because if you could see it, if you could put your hands on it, if it was tangible, it would not require faith. Then Moses went and spoke these words to the Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. See, his time was up. The Lord allowed him to see the promised land. But he knew that the transition of power was up. He knew that the change had to be made. But before he left. Before God took him he said, he said these words, The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. And I declare that to you today, that God has crossed over this gap but we don't see. He has crossed over it for us. He's gone before us. He has left this place and has gone to that which we would go. And he has made a way. He's made a way for you. Your life is not over God is the great sequel maker. He is the God who takes the first movie that absolutely was a flop. And He's the only one that can do it. And He takes and makes a sequel and it's a blockbuster. He can take your life. Whatever's been stolen. Whatever's been taken. Whatever's been broken you know the word shalom in the Hebrew? It's all throughout Proverbs and all throughout the Psalms. The word means peace. But the literal translation, every time we say shalom, we say nothing broken, nothing missing. He is the God that shows up in your life and what looked like was broken, He fixed. it. What looked like was missing, He abundantly provided. And so you stand. We stand together at this precipice. We stand at this place where we must take a step of faith together. And he says, the Lord your God has gone before you. Come on, to me, that makes me want to just take a nap. Because if God has gone before me, what am I trying to do worrying about it? Have we really tapped in to what God has already accomplished and done for us? Have we tapped in to those moments where the enemy, the enemy is always true? You know, fear, fear is the number one socially accepted sin in the body of Christ. It's okay to be afraid. And we give, we give way to fear all the time. It's like having a fear of flying. You've never been on a plane, but yet you have this fear of flying. You've never experienced what it's like to fly, but yet you have this fear of flying. And yet you never, you never stepped on a plane, you've never, you've never gone up and flown, but yet there's this fear that is present. And what we've done is we've allowed this fear and we've limited our life to accommodate the thing that we don't even know about. Maybe you're afraid to give. Maybe you're afraid to give your heart to another because you've been hurt. Because I did that one time. I, I gave my heart away and somebody hurt me. But now what happens is instead of getting back on the horse, getting back on the motorcycle, getting back on the bike, we dictate our life and the circumstances around it by fear. And we never experience what God has called us to do. You know, there's a lot that I've been thinking about and praying about with this whole transition from what was to what will be and there's fear that tries to grip me and there's marvelous opportunities for the enemy to come in and snatch the joy and I say well am I gifted enough am I anointed enough are we as elders we as a leadership team I mean what I feel like is inside of us, in me and in us, that God is desiring to birth, I can't articulate it. But all I know is I have tasted and seen of the goodness of God and I am no longer satisfied with the mundane. I'm no longer satisfied with just the normal and the mundane. There's something inside of me that cries out, God, you want to do something in this city. Well, you can't do that in small cities. Who said that in the Bible? Because I can't find it. Who said that we cannot? We had an elders meeting a few weeks ago, and we were talking about revival and an awakening. And we were going back and forth. Well, it's not a revival. It's an awakening. Well, it's not an awakening. It's a revival. And then the Spirit of the Lord said, how about let's just have both? Revive that which has died and awaken that which is asleep. The enemy knows. The enemy knows the danger that just... Do you realize that the only promise that the children of Israel ever had from God The only promise, the one promise that everything on the foundation of the Old Testament was built upon was I have given you a land filled with milk and honey. And what was the one thing that they were afraid to possess? The enemy always stands at the doorway of fear. He always protects that which is valuable. If God has said it and it is valuable and it is precious, you better believe that the enemy will do everything he can to try to stop you. But he can't. Because this is where he lives, right here. But we don't know it. We certainly don't walk in it. Because we've been bound up by fear and what the world has told us and what religion has told us that we are as a people. And it's a lie. It's a lie. He will destroy these nations from before you and you shall dispose of them. Joshua himself crosses over before you just as the Lord has said, listen, I'm not standing at this doorway. I'm not standing at this place and going, okay, y'all go on. I'm right behind you. I'm just giving you a glimpse, as much as I can, an insight into what we, I know, lay it all out on the table. I know that everything in my life has led me to this moment. I know that everything in her life has led us up to this moment. I know that God has called us to be a bridge to the racial divide. I know that God has called us to step into a place that we can be the hands that bring people together. I can't explain it. I can't articulate it. But I know that that's what's in me. Because that's what's in me. In the last, well now, it's not eight days anymore. It's the last ten days. But for one week, about seven days, the Lord began to confirm, 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 and begin to build a vocabulary around what we have been feeling in our hearts for years. You ever express, you ever have something in your heart, but you don't know how to articulate it? You don't know how to express it? And then somebody comes along and says something and you go, ooh, that's it. I got that. That's mine. I'm going to use that. And now you begin to express it using that vocabulary. He's taking us to a different place. He's calling us. He's inviting us to step into a realm of church that we have not yet seen nor experienced. And listen to me, it is happening all over the world in the body of Christ. The level that God has taken the church. You don't think we're at a different level? Look what happened this week. Look what happened with how the attacks went out and the president gathered around with men and women of faith in Jesus Christ had a live press conference to establish a National Day of Prayer and then he does something you don't ever do with a room full of preachers he hands them the mic guys listen to me we're, we're in a different we're in a different realm it is a different day. It is a different momentum, and we have the chance to step into this flow that God is ordaining, and we have a chance to enact change in this community, in this place. And the Lord will do to them as He did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites in their land, when He destroyed them. The Lord will give you, will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is one who goes with you, and He will not leave you nor forsake you. Let me close it with this. Not only has He gone before you, Not only is He gone before you, Miss Carol, but He's with you. And then He says He would never leave you nor forsake you. So how can God be at three different places at one time? Because He's God. He goes before you, Casey. He goes before you, David. He goes before you, Barry. He goes before us. He goes before you, Kim. He goes before you and he's with us, and he said he would never leave us nor forsake us, and then we say, what shall we, why should we even care and give a thought what man can do to us? Because if God be with us, in us, before us, after us, and through us, what can man do to us? None of this is my message, by the way. I think the Lord sometimes is asking us. When we read in 1 Kings, and he said, "Uh, I went out and I looked and I didn't see nothing. And Elisha said, What? Look again. I hear the Lord saying, That was my message, but I didn't get to my scripture. That was my message. Look again. Take another look. How many times have we wa- almost walked away from a situation and we turned away from it and we gave up on it because we had looked at it five times? We'd looked at it six times. We'd looked at it seven. Yeah, I see a little cloud, but I'm done with that. And we missed out? How many times have we almost walked away from the one that God had said in our life because it didn't look the same that we thought it was going to look? I didn't look the same that she thought I was gonna look. She said she would never marry a preacher. Check that one off. You, you never you said you would never marry such a man or you would never marry such a woman, and yet look what God, look what God did. How many times have you almost walked away from your marriage because it was rough and it was tough? But when you stopped and you took another look, the Lord opened your eyes and you saw. He gave you a glimmer of hope. How many times have you almost walked away from your church? Because the preacher, I mean, somebody did something to hurt you. Huh? And you took another look and you saw the man and his heart for what he was. How many times have I been like, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm I'm writing you in my black books. you're done. How many times have I almost done that? And the Lord said, son, take one more look. Just I done looked at it seven times. I'm tired of looking at Langston. Look, one more time. Just one more time, look. And so I look, and now I see a prophetic gift and a mantle of leadership. Where some men never saw that. Look at the preacher one more time. Come on. I know you've looked at me six times, seven. Look at me one more time. Just look at me one more time and ask the Lord to reveal to you what I look like. Don't look at me for what I am. Don't look at her for what she is. Don't look at them Oh, they're not experienced. I mean, except for him. They're not experienced. They've never done this before. How are we going to go to the next level? Here they are. What man says can't be possible, God says is possible. And you get a first row seat into what happens when the anointing comes upon the praise and worship team. Listen, I'm not bragging, but I've watched other praise and worship teams. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was, it was a challenge, you know, sometimes to get it to where it is. I mean, I know you've had to sit through some pretty horrible messages, me trying to fumble up and get the word of the Lord out that's in my heart. But look at what God has done. Look at what God is doing look around you go ahead look around you look at what God's doing you're still here some sometimes we say the Lord had to thin the herd are you ready are you really ready for what God is doing in this place are you ready for what God is fixing to do actually what he's already doing are you ready have you seen the cloud because I'm telling you, because then you read on down the, the next couple of, of our verses, he said the sky filled up black. And what happened? The abundance of rain. I'm asking you. I'm pleading with you. Look again. Don't walk away from it. Take another look. You've had this thing in your heart that you believe the Lord wants you to do and you're ready to throw it away. Don't throw it away yet. Please don't throw it away yet. I'm asking you prophetically, take another look. Look again. And I pray and I declare that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened and that you would see what God has placed in your heart to do. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Receive your rain like a flood, like a flood. We receive your
1: rain. Whatever it is in your life, come on, just receive it right now.
0: By faith. One more time before we go and do what God's called us to do. Receive it. we're going to do because we as much as we don't want to sometimes we got to we're impelled to leave this place and this excitement and this energy why because we have an assignment from the Lord we have an assignment to take what has been deposited in us forsake not the assembling of yourselves even more, like some have done, but even more as you see the day approaching. There's an assignment that we have to do this. There's a reason, because of what's deposited in us, now we take, and we're that expression out there. So I'm gonna ask the elders and their wives to come up, and we're gonna stand along the front, and if you want If you want us to pray with you, you want us to agree with you, you want to just come talk and fellowship, we're going to be up here. I'm going to let Cornell come. He's got a few things he wants to remind you of and take up the offering,
1: and then we'll—I'm going to let him dismiss. Amen, amen. Well, let me do the announcements first, and then we can do the—we can do the tithing offering. All right, so— Tomorrow's Labor Day, so the church office is going to be closed just for tomorrow. Um, Small groups will be starting up soon, so just just be listening for more information on that. Um, Let's see what else. The 15th and the 16th of this month, so September 15th and 16th, it's going to be the One Love Marriage Conference, and it's going to be here, right? What time does it start on Friday? 7 p.m. All right, so... (laughs) Not (laughs) a.m. Amen. And then last but not least, the youth are going to be going to the uh, Rehabilitation Center of South Georgia today. That's on Tift Avenue. Um, We're meeting up at 2.20 p.m. So if anyone youth age would like to go with us, I already have a certain number that are going and some, some young adult chaperones that are going with us. So if you're interested, let me know. If you can't make this one, we're going to be going the first Sunday of every month, you know, unless for some reason there's like a holiday that conflicts with that. Um, so yeah, we're just looking forward to going and just really just ministering to uh, the residents there, all right? And those are all the announcements. Um, if you would come forward, Brother Kevin. Amen, amen. I know we were talking about rain. We were talking about Even there being a cloud, and maybe you can't see it. And I just felt like the Lord wanted to say, but I see it. (laughs) And he's like, maybe there's this thing that you're like, well, God, I I don't. And he says, well, just, just stop. Just be still. Know that I am God. And I'll show you what I see. I'll show you. And that by faith, when when I show you that thing that I see, by faith, you'll be able to experience it, even though it's not yet. Yet just means it hasn't happened yet. It's it's coming. It's there. It's just, it's like saying, well, if I'm walking this way, I'm just not to the chairs yet. If I keep walking, I'm going to get there. So, Father, we thank you. (laughs) We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for it. We thank you that we get to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord in our personal lives, as a, as a body, as a nation. We thank you. <laughs> and we declare that we desire to see what you see by you, Holy Spirit. We desire it. And, and we just receive it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. That you are the giver of good gifts. Everything that we have comes from you. That you've given us the ability to accrue wealth, God. And, and we declare that, that every single thing that we, we, we give as a love offering to you, God, as worship to you, it will accomplish everything that you desire for it to accomplish in our lives, in our body here. And we want to think bigger. We want to thank our city. We want to thank our state, our nation, and the world that you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Come forward. Amen. Well, well, Father, we thank you. We love you. We just lift you up and say that there's none like you. (laughs) And Father, I I just proclaim blessing over all of us today that we are blessed and that we would see who you are and we would see that thing as already being done in you, Jesus, and by your Holy Spirit, you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying, not just to the church, but what you're saying to us. Individually and corporately. In Jesus' name, I just bless you. Have a great day. If if you're feeling like the Lord's just doing something and you want to come get ministry, please come forward. Amen.